Welcome to the Dementia Connections podcast, where each week we share the latest research, expert advice, and stories about living well with dementia. I'm Carolyn Brandley, the editor at Dementia Connections. This week we have two new stories to share. Did you know that most older adults are not consuming enough key nutrients to stay healthy? For our first story, we explore five foods for healthy aging in an article based on resources developed by the Nutrition in Disguise Project. In our second story this week, Samantha Norberg, a social worker and case manager with Jewish Family Services Calgary, discusses the importance of self-care for caregivers. As always, you'll find the full articles and the links to related resources at DementiaConnections.ca. Let's get right to the stories. Five Foods for Healthy Aging, written by Jasmina Gao. Most older adults are not consuming enough key nutrients to stay healthy. The best way to get the nutrients our bodies need is through the foods that we eat. That's why it's important to choose foods that are nutrient-dense or rich in protein, fiber, vitamins, and minerals. As you age, your body changes, and so do the nutrient requirements you need to stay healthy, says Heather Keller, Schlegel Research Chair in Nutrition and Aging at the Schlegel UW Research Institute for Aging at the University of Waterloo, and Nutrition in Disguise Project lead. With the Nutrition in Disguise Project, we focus on innovative strategies to increase the nutrient content of various recipes. For a variety of reasons, many older adults don't get enough key nutrients in their diets to support their health and well-being. The NID team creates nutrient-dense recipes by adding healthy ingredients to popular recipes, such as lentils and brownies. The result is a tasty product containing the nutrients older adults are often lacking. Below are some nutrient-dense foods that can be added to recipes or enjoyed on their own. Almonds. Add them sliced to salads, granola, trail mix, or as a topping for desserts. Add them ground to sauces, bread, or as a topping for yogurt or cereal. They are a great source of vitamin E, a powerful antioxidant that is also important for the health of your brain and eyes. Other E-dense foods include sunflower seeds, peanut butter, wheat germ or wheat germ oil, and avocado. Dark chocolate. Need an excuse to have dark chocolate in your life? Dark chocolate, with at least 70% cacao, is loaded with magnesium and iron. Magnesium is important for your muscles, keeps your heart beating daily, and your immune system strong. Iron helps to preserve many vital functions in the body, including energy and focus, and carries oxygen to all of the body. Wheat germ. There are countless ways to add wheat germ to your diet. In yogurt, oatmeal, meatballs or meatloaf, smoothies, muffins, granola, or toppings for parfaits. Wheat germ is a great source of omega-3, an essential nutrient for immune function and bone, muscle, and heart health. Omega-3 has been shown to prevent heart disease and stroke and may play protective roles in cancer and other conditions. Wheat germ is also loaded with fiber and vitamin E. Flax seeds. Similar to wheat germ, 
These seeds can be easily added to baked goods, such as muffins, breads or loaves, or as a topping on yogurt, salads, or cereal. Flax seeds contain a lot of fiber, a nutrient crucial for our digestive health and regular bowel movements. It also helps us to feel fuller for longer and can improve cholesterol and blood sugar levels. Omega-3 is also found in flax seeds. Lentils and beans. Salads, rice dishes, chili, tacos, pureed to make a dip. These are some of our favorite ways to add lentils and beans into meals. They are rich in protein, fiber, and iron. Protein intake in older adults is often inadequate to keep and build new muscle. Protein is crucial to maintain muscle mass and strength, brain health, helps repair your body after an injury, and much more. Eating a nutrient-dense diet helps older adults stay healthy and independent. To see the full article and to access recipes developed by the research team and the Nutrition in Disguise project, please go to DementiaConnections.ca. The Importance of Self-Care for Caregivers Written by Samantha Norberg What was the last thing you did for yourself? If you cannot remember, you might be a caregiver. For many of us, COVID-19 makes for an uncertain future. For caregivers, COVID-19 has heightened an existing feeling of uncertainty. It is only human to crave certainty, and without it, feelings of fear and anxiety may become more frequent. Uncertainty in combination with increased caregiving tasks during the pandemic can put caregivers at a high risk for caregiver stress and burnout. Signs of caregiver stress can include declining health, a lack of energy but also sleeplessness, and withdrawal from social interactions. When caregiver stress is unaddressed, it can build into caregiver burden, a physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion from the caregiving role, which may become quite dangerous for the caregiver and for the people they care for. The hopeful news? We have the choice to recognize how we feel and address how we cope. And the thing about being human is that we are built to survive. A great place to start is to look at the difference between coping strategies and self-care and identify how you can benefit from both approaches to well-being. Coping strategies are practices that bring immediate relief, whereas self-care is an ongoing plan to support yourself. Both serve a meaningful purpose, though differ in when you use them. When feeling overwhelmed, we might turn off our phones and pick up a book to dig into for an hour. This is an example of a coping strategy, which can help you through a crisis and provide short-term relief. We can transform this into a component of a self-care by designating one hour a day to disconnect and to do something for yourself, whether that be reading, having a treat, laughing, or exercising. Self-care can be explored in the following components of your life physical, social, emotional, occupational, and spiritual. This can be mapped visually by tracing your hand on a piece of paper and assigning each finger a component of self-care. Reflect on what fills me up with energy, what depletes me of energy, what do I have control of, and what can I release control of. On each traced finger, write down what each of the above self-care components means to you, 
your goals in that component and activities you can adopt or are already practicing to achieve that goal. Consider, what are the barriers to supporting myself and how can I overcome them? What am I open to trying? Similar to your caregiving journey, self-care is a continuous process of reflection and change, often requiring a lifestyle change, and it is not meant to be done alone. In your caregiving role and self-care, reflect on who in my support system can help me with this, and what areas do I need more support? How can the person I care for help me? You've heard it before, and I will say it again. Put on your own oxygen mask before helping others. With that, my last question for you is, what will be the next thing you do for yourself? To read the full article and to see the resources provided by Samantha, please see the article at DementiaConnections.ca. Thank you for listening to the Dementia Connections podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the stories we shared today. Let us know your thoughts on any of our social media channels. To help our stories reach more people, please rate and review this episode or share it with a friend. Find even more helpful articles at DementiaConnections.ca, where you can also sign up for our newsletter for priority access to new articles, inspiring stories, expert advice, and so much more to help you live well despite dementia. Until next week, take good care.